0: Hey guys, welcome back to Chaotic But Good. It is me, Claire, and I'm here with Mr. Wayne Thomas. And we are here to talk today just about Wayne's world, like what's been going on in your life. I'm really excited to have you here and like just get to know you a little bit more.
1: it's, well, be- it's uh, good to be here.
0: Yeah, and I guess I need to call myself out before we even start. Danny's been me to make an uh, intro. <laughs> Danny's been telling me to make do like an intro song with an intro and I haven't so he's been dogging on me real hard.
1: Maybe you should listen to him.
0: Uh, I don't like that. You're supposed to be on my team. This is my podcast. (laughs) I
1: didn't didn't know what the team colors were.
0: So um, the way that I know you is we both actually did community theater. Well, we got cast for the same play. We were in a very sordid wedding, and you were my husband, and I was your beautiful sugar baby. Um, We were both super homophobic. Remember that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but we actually, you ended up having some like medical issue. What was going on? Like, what I happened?
1: He managed to pinch the metatarsal nerves in
0: my foot. Ah.
1: And the only way that we could rectify that was he had to take a needle that was about that long and put a scope over my foot so he could see where he was guiding the needle into my foot. Didn't you scream?
0: Oh, did, did you scream? Was it absolutely horrible?
1: Uh, um, Let's just say I can't say that I've ever wanted to hit anybody any harder than I wanted to hit him. But the reason I didn't is because he had a needle in my foot.
0: Uh, yeah. I Actually, I was talking to a friend the other day that went to the doctor and they did some sort of shot or something in her hand, and she said that she hit the doctor. So you probably could have if you wanted to.
1: No, I don't think so. He's a pretty big guy.
0: He was, <laughs> But then also, I'm not... Of course I'm
1: not sponsored, like
0: absolutely not, but you wore Hoka shoes for a while, didn't you?
1: I still do, just not today.
0: Are they not the best shoes in the entire world?
1: We'll tag them in the comments.
0: We should tag them in the comments, like give me some free shoes. But no, aren't they the most comfortable shoes in the world?
1: I don't know if they're the most comfortable, but they're the ones that cause me the least foot problems, let's say it
0: that way. No, I think that they, I just think they're the well, best. Let's talk about my socks. I do really like your socks. They are bright lime green for the people that are listening. Why green? Did you want to match my hair?
1: Or... Uh, no, actually, when you get old and fat, you sometimes need help finding your feet.
0: And... <laughs> so you cause... end up having to do those. So
1: the, the, this makes it easy. I can find them in the dark.
0: So, and then um, back to the whole community theater thing. You owe me $10. Oh. Uh... You you owe me ten dollars. We went and auditioned for clue together and you uh you left the first are you about to pull it out of your pocket? We're gonna now? have
1: visual evidence that I took care that of. That you debt. took
0: Jared. Der- hey, give it over, give it over. But no, you ended up
1: you went and auditioned. You also owe me a thousand dollars. If you can produce evidence of that debt, I'll pay that, too. Look,
0: there's, um, but yeah, no, I told you, there. that's 20. I don't want 20 to, add. I'll take 20 to, I'll give you change. Now I'm indebted to you. That's
1: that's my 10 plus interest. The
0: plus interest. You charge ucerous rates, a by the flat way. And I, useless rate? Usurious. I am not, exp- define that word for me, please. Give
1: her that word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he's already on here, he knows what Danny's for. Look, you learn something new every single day. But no, we walked in an audition and you read for Colonel Mustard, and I told you it was that first night. I was like, "You've got Colonel Mustard," and you were like, "What? What do you think that like What? What makes you think?" And I was like, "You got it. Like you absolutely got it." And lo and behold, like most things in my life, I was right.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you enjoy that show? Was it fun?
1: I did, um, I didn't bring a picture to show you.
0: I'll have to, I want to see a picture, for sure.
1: But I I was in colonel uniform.
0: Did, did you, I was
1: damn good looking.
0: (laughs) Did you shave? Did you do just the mustache, or did you?
1: I cut down to a goatee.
0: Okay, so you grow a beard pretty fast then. Well, I guess that was like two months ago, so. Um,
1: I don't remember, No, it was the end of September.
0: It was the end of September, so do you grow a beard fast? Is that,
1: well. Fast enough, I guess.
0: Fast enough. I tell people, and I've said this on here multiple times, as I get older, we were talking about like my knuckles cracking this morning from dry skin. I'm like getting little chin hairs and mustaches. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like as a female, this is not. That's
1: how mine started. Look, guess what you're going to get.
0: Look, uh, well, hopefully one day I'll have a voluminous voluminous beard that I can like show off. Did you look up your shirt? Your, char- your shirt? Sur- <laughs> yeah. Userus. Userus. Danny, do your job.
1: U s <laughs> a r i u s. I think.
0: Let's see. Um, this is going to be Here what I learned. Is. The relating to the practice of your your oh. ur- Click usury ur- then, because that didn't.
1: What's the meaning of usuris?
0: Okay. It was okay. An illegal. Here we are. Illegal. Oh, oh, we're getting there. The-
1: right there. Whoops.
0: I should have paid more attention in English class. Down a little bit. Ah, what's the meaning? The pra- uh, charging illegal or exorbitant rates of interest. Ah. I just said that I didn't charge interest. <laughs> you just gave me interest. But no, I look. So, how long have you been doing community theater for? How long has that been oh. a thing?
1: You know, that's odd. I, I didn't do anything in high school, and I really? was in two productions in college. Just on a whim. Uh, I got cast in Fiddler on the Roof and Oliver. Then I didn't touch the stage again for 30 years.
0: And then just.
1: I saw an ad in the newspaper. That's you know, We had newspapers back then.
0: What's a newspaper? Right. Can you Google that too? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's a use for his piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> it, it, anyway, it was an ad for auditioning for M.A.S.H.
0: What? What is... Oh, MASH, the show. I was like, is that... I was like, what are you... I was like, is that a theater company around here that I haven't heard (laughs) of? So, uh,
1: I I got cast in that, um, and I said, hey, this is kind of fun, and that was 21, two
0: years ago, something like that. So, you've just been... Have you been doing it pretty consistently since that time, or... I've
1: done probably... 30 stage shows. Golly. And then I hooked up with a group called the detectives, which is a dinner theater group.
0: Oh yeah. You did. How long did you do that for?
1: Uh, I did that about seven years. I'm telling how many of those shows I did.
0: How, what has been your favorite, uh, part that you've played on anything?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, probably my, well, two favorites. One serious, one's entirely not. Um, I played the part of Atticus Finch in Killing Mockingbird.
0: That's right. I remember that we've talked about
1: that before. And um, very, very powerful program. And it makes me shudder that they are, put that book on a banned list.
0: Yeah, I'm not about
1: I'm, a book ban. I'm sorry. That just does not make sense to me. Because if anything, the story that 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 book tells needs to be told now probably... As much as it ever did. Absolutely. Anyway, Um then my other favorite was with the dinner theater group. And uh, I played part of Cletus.
0: Tell me a little bit about Cletus.
1: <laughs> boy, how did Cletus just a good old boy?
0: <laughs> did you like, what was the costume for that character?
1: Um, Overalls.
0: Oh, so how does a dinner theater like work like do you did the killer change each one or was one of the guests the killer like no,
1: uh, the story was always the same well let me back up i won't say the story was always the same because since we're performing with the people who write the scripts mm-hmm. the scripts just sometimes get to be kind of a guideline because we all know each other we we know we can throw lines out there
0: so do some good little improv oh yeah does improv throw you off at all or do you mm, like does it no, make it hard I, for you to break character I,
1: I, I, that's the best part about that whole gig was trying to get the other characters
0: to break I bet that's so have you ever done like an improv troupe before or anything no, like that
1: oh I don't think I'm that brave I don't think that quickly I'm
0: so I always loved improv in like high school, but then I took a break from doing shows for a while and got back into it. And I remember being absolutely terrified and it had only been five years. When you took that break, your 30 year break, was that, were you like scared to come back or were you more excited than anything?
1: Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. Cause I'm mean, I was 30. That was, I was in college. You know, it was pretty easy. And everybody, everybody that was there saved me. In, of course, in the theater program. Here I was, the business school guy. I come traipsing (laughs) in there like I'm supposed to know something, but they were very, very, very nice to me.
0: Good, and that's what something too with. With a very sword wedding, I remember being like absolutely terrified and sitting with David before because we did dress rehearsal and the lights came on for and it was the little black box theater. So it wasn't there wasn't like a stage, but the lights came on for that first dress rehearsal. And I, you know, in a in a movie, I said a scary movie. It was like a scary movie where you pause and you're like, I don't know what to say. I was like, this is not going to go well. And then the first night, like David was so kind to me that it ended up going really well. But it was one of the most. Fun shows I'd ever been in, and you, like, I'm real sad you weren't there. John was great, but I had gotten attached to you. I have attachment issues.
1: Well, I, I would have liked to have done it, but I, I, I was really, really struggling with my foot.
0: Oh, yeah, and yeah. your Plus, health I was is, having
1: to wear that god-awful boot.
0: That would have been something. Woblin, Deanie, actually, at the end of that show, like on the very last one, she sprained her ankle in the middle of the performance. Mm. And people thought, I think people thought it was just part of the character that she played it off really well, but she was backstage, like not very happy at all. Um, There was, so as far as keeping up with the theater theme, is there any show that you would like to do?
1: Uh, I don't know that I could do it on stage, but I really wanted always to play at least once
0: that really
1: nasty guy what nasty guy that you want to die oh, the whole program just can wait life. to see him dead before it's over
0: oh and that's like do you ever get cast as anything like that no. or are you more like the nice <laughs> the nice good guy
1: i'm um <laughs> you know lelaine Higgins,
0: yes you know, yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. hey lelaine She's, yeah.
1: <laughs> um She always said that if you need a arrogant individual, that's who you cast,
0: meaning me. Is you, well, and that's so funny because your personality is not, like, you're a very friendly man.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, but uh, I can play the part.
0: You can play the part. And see, I've always really enjoyed, like, my personality is such a people pleaser, so I love playing the mean girl. And I think that's what's so, is that you can switch character, or, like, you can switch your personality. Well, and and
1: I don't know that I could actually play that part, but, I mean, I, I, I see a movie a villain on there that he's just so evil give an example you Want him well i can't um i don't remember which mission impossible it was but when philip seymour hoffman played the villain and that he was so viciously
0: I'll have to get you to text me. I'm so. I asked that question and I realized, like, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. Well, like, that's
1: this, not. Th- that's just the best example I could think of off the top of my head, where you just expect the theater to stand up and applaud when he dies. That's the character I want
0: to play. see. And that would be so much fun. The worst villain that I could have just thought of, and this is such a silly, but the Disney movie Hunchback. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Frollo. He is so awful. Like he's terrifying. And so maybe if they do a hunchback, you can be Frollo. Oh well, maybe. Maybe. I wish I saw something really cool on Facebook or something. And it was like the school of the deaf, and they put on hunchback, but it was they had somebody behind him signing. And it was so cool how they were like able to make it accessible. Do you think theater should be more accessible to communities like that?
1: I think you ought to be able to accommodate them i don't know that you necessarily want to plan on that for every, every show, show but if,
0: having somebody down there if if that you could ne- yeah yeah
1: good if it was necessary because it there's no reason they should be denied the the joy of theater
0: absolutely well and that's what's so cool is i was trying to explain it to somebody it's just like it's magical to be up there. And it's such a weird, I didn't realize how much that I missed it until I got back on it. And it's so you make like such a community with these people and you end up, I don't know. And it also depends on what theater, what community theater you're at, which one you do a lot of center players, don't you? I've done
1: or, probably most of my shows with center players, but I've also, when Actors Playhouse was still active. Is that I, not
0: a thing anymore?
1: Building's still there, but they haven't done a show there in, Gosh, five, six years, maybe
0: longer than that. Really, and my only complaint with Madison is that there were such tight rules. Ro- like you couldn't, I remember doing sword wedding, and I was like, this would not fly in Madison. Oh, God, no. There's, there's <laughs> no way at well,
1: all. But but you have to remember, one of the reasons for that is, is that that's a city-owned facility.
0: Uh oh. So
1: they don't own that theater. So you're going to have to get permission. I mean, this, they're going to take the view of, hey, this has got to be,
0: madison
1: well at least family friendly
0: (laughs) yeah which is insane because i think one of the coolest things about it is that there's so many different genres within it and so many it can impact so many different stories and stuff i
1: remember when we uh we did um, the dinner party which is a neil simon Mm -hmm. which is not like any neil simon you have ever seen or read and we had to use the F word,
0: not the F word. Uh, oh yeah! Fuck.
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I really didn't think they would let us do it, but because it was so appropriate to say that word at that particular time in the show, they did let us do it, and it. There was a little bit of, <laughs> 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 but um, and and that show because some of it is just just like you would expect neil simon to be hilarious one-liners yeah but then the second half of the show is really breaking down the barriers of who is that person oh
0: i love like some character development and like
1: well and and that story was ripe for it because it was the it was planned, unknowns to but one person, that all these divorced couples would be put locked into a, basically a, a room together at a dinner party.
0: Really, I bet that was a fun show to do. Is that like in your top or not?
1: Really, you've done um, so many. It, it was, it was a hard show to do, and, and in fact, it was so difficult that at the last, and I do mean like the next to opening day, maybe day before we changed the whole tone of the show because it was a little bit more formal it was supposed to be done in paris france Mm. we decided we were going to make it paris texas
0: uh that so everybody had to like switch accents up real fast
1: well we didn't really i mean i don't
0: like, I cannot, they had us audition, uh, like, for Clue, the audition, the little maid did a French oh, yeah. accent. Yeah. I watched videos for days on how to do one, and I couldn't, I couldn't get it at all. I don't do accents.
1: Yeah. Well, I, she she did a good job with that.
0: Can you do any accents? Mm,
1: no. uh, I can do a, maybe a passable. British accent. Do it
0: right now. No. <laughs> Say like a L.O. governor," something. Make give the people what they want. And by people I mean me.
1: <laughs> oh, you are, you are the people.
0: I okay. am the people.
1: <laughs> um let it come to me.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll let it come. on you. All look, of a if not, I'm going to end up getting another 10, dollars I think. You've already gotten
1: another 10. Pa- uh,
0: look, that was my interest though. I, I
1: paid in advance.
0: Are you paid <laughs> I um. Have you ever done stuff with New Stage? You said that you. I
1: I have auditioned once at New Stage.
0: I was terrified. Like I was, I was like, "That's the big leagues. I can't do it." And it's not like all the people that were in the other show were like, "It's not that serious." But to me, that is top tier well,
1: seriousness. It's the only, I mean, they've got the best theater.
0: For sure. I
1: mean, as far as the. Building and facility. Oh, yeah. Anywhere.
0: Did you ever go audition for any of the movies that came around here? Like, there was that one uh, that was filmed in Canton for a while.
1: I did not audition for, um, gosh, what was the name of it? Oh, I have to the, no. know. The, uh, I know, a I know
0: exactly which one you're talking about. I couldn't tell you the name if somebody had a gun to my head right now.
1: Like, I would have absolutely. Well, Mississippi Burning.
0: That was one. And then um, what's that other movie that was filmed down here with Brad Pitt and how great the one where they sing time
1: to kill. That's what I was trying
0: to. Oh, I forgot that that was a thing, too. They they've had a lot. I'm always surprised with Mississippi, how we do have a lot of artsy stuff kind of going on. I wish our community theaters were a little more active than they are. But I'm always surprised that people come down here to film movies because I'm like,
1: well, why are you here? You've got to understand there is some beautiful country scenery here. And there is a lot of good old buildings that they can use. And there's a lot of old horror stories that exist, just like anywhere. Oh, but Yeah, I mean,
0: especially in the south. Yeah. And especially and, here, too. Well, I
1: mean, look at New Orleans.
0: That's, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen The Help? That was filmed. Like, yeah. I was, my grandparents are from Greenwood, and it was filmed, like, one street over. And I remember, like, that's something that I tell people if they're not from here. I'm like, The Help was filmed here, so if you well, like the movie. Well, I
1: do know some people who were, were in that as extras. Uh, and it, that said, that was really hard work because you were having to wait and wait and then shoot. Wait okay. Wait some more, wait some more, wait some more. Shoot. No. But um, that was – all of that's over there in, in the Broadmoor area and Fondren.
0: Yeah, they did because I think they did some of it at Brent's Drugs yeah. was part of because that's yeah. what I tell – Tourist, I'm like, you should go tourists? here. The the tourists that come here. I saw somebody the other day, me and uh, my best friend Peyton, we were walking around the trail at uh, the swamp off the Natchez Trace. And we yeah. were walking around and he was like, what are those people doing here? And I was like, I, I don't know. Let's go ask. So we asked and they were visiting from the Netherlands and they flew into Chicago and they were driving all the way down. To New Orleans on the train, Yeah. And so we went to the library and read a book on the Netherlands. But, and the only thing that he remembered from it, he remembered that they had flowers, they were bike friendly. And then it talked about Anne Frank. And I was like, tell my mom what you learned. And he started talking about Anne Frank. I was like, that's the only information that you remember from that whole thing. Do you think that, um, would you like to do, or if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel? Hmm. Are you well traveled?
1: Define well,
0: like do you (laughs) have a passport? I I tell you what,
1: my yeah, I do. Okay, (laughs) Um, and I have been out of the country, but I, I'm a little mm, uppity about this. I, 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 I'm always amazed that people say, "Oh, I want to go see this and go see that, and I want to go here and I want to go." How much of this country? you actually seen
0: ah so what is the favorite state that you've been to
1: here Mm, I don't know that I've got I'm a little partial to North Carolina just because I like the mountains
0: I had a family that I used to sit for that recently moved there and they've I still talk to the kids and one of them said that it was a lot cooler
1: than here well one of the things that I did uh three years ago was I went with two friends of mine we got on Amtrak at New Orleans all the way out to L.A. Mm-hmm. and up the West Coast, on up to Seattle, and I bet back that was- across to Chicago, and then came back down. It was
0: how long was that trip?
1: Oh, ten days.
0: Uh, that's a fun. That's a lot of traveling for ten that's days.
1: Man, maybe eleven
0: days. Did you enjoy the Amtrak at all?
1: Oh yeah. I <sighs> mean, the, the beauty about that. Now, first of all, let me caution to say when you're going through cities, not so much because the train tracks are generally not in the best areas of town,
0: uh,
1: but okay. when you're out in the country. Uh, you yeah, know, it's one thing to say, Oh, look, look at the mountains down there when you're flying over. But it's another thing when you're right there on the ground, looking up at them and recognize that's big.
0: Yeah, I bet that's like a really cool experience. But I kind of have a fear of trains, and I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I just don't like them. Like, I've always wanted to go on one.
1: He wants to watch a bad movie somewhere.
0: And see, I don't think I've watched. But I've always been weird about trains. Like, it's just something I don't know. Maybe a past life or something <laughs> that I have train Did, issues. Do you have a
1: problem with planes?
0: No, not at all. But I do. That is funny because I have. A fear of small heights. Like if you told me to stand on this chair and jump small down, heights. I'd I freak like out. But high heights don't scare me because I'm just going to die if I, so the whole plane is just like, if it goes down, I'm just going to die. And I kind of accept that before I get on.
1: So you're happier with, okay, I've got 40,000 feet to think about death.
0: Yeah. Why not? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess the train might, the train death might be a little quicker though than,
1: Well, uh, chances are you wouldn't know anything about it until it was already happened.
0: Oh, until so. Well, now you might have just made me a little more afraid of planes. Thanks, Wayne. So glad (laughs) that you were here. Thanks for creating. Now you're going to Uber
1: all over the country.
0: Uh, Just Uber. Well, that's as a woman. And that's scary, too, because people get kidnapped in Ubers. So that's, I mean, they lie about who they are. But also, like, the real world's just a scary place right now anyway.
1: Yeah. There are some pretty nasty people out
0: there. There are. Oh, and that's, I guess, a good segue into a random topic. Are you a true crime guy?
1: Uh, (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was not. And then I got tired of listening to music when I worked out because it made me work too hard. So (laughs) I started listening to, uh, I guess, the first one I listened to had to do Murder of Meridian. Somebody else got me onto that, and then I picked up uh, a, a podcast called Morbid.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: they do a case pretty much every week.
0: Are they well known? Like, are they the people that? Well, we... they
1: weren't when I first started listening to them, but they're. You know, you're talking about the episodes or the or the podcast, or themselves? I
0: guess, or both of them. Like, so the podcast is more well known than it was.
1: Yes. Uh, and and they've then they've gotten better over time. And that's just what like, we're hoping. Yeah, will happen I get here, it too. So, <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what they would have said too. Is is that, gosh, we listened to all those that we did at first, and it's like, ooh, we really thought that was good.
0: Look, <laughs> it's crazy how yeah, it's just an insane thing because again, you always strive to be better. But I'm glad that they got somewhere. But like the people that they would showcase, were they more?
1: Some of the crimes you've heard, mm-hmm. um, because they were the death of well-known, like Phil Hartman. Yeah, uh, they covered that uh, his tragic murder and uh, and Jack the Ripper, and so they they cover a lot of things, and then and they cover a incidents you never even heard of because they happened somewhere in East Podunk, Illinois or something. Yeah, like that. I <clears throat> I really. But, there's still, <laughs> people have been doing bad things to other people for a long time.
0: I think something that's really cool about society that's kind of switched is we used to focus a lot on the killer and now we focus more on the victim. And I think that.
1: Well, as it should be.
0: Exactly. But,
1: but, the, but the idea that you can seek what would motivate somebody to do that. And when you go through the exercise that they go through and go through depth as they do Mm -hmm. and to end up with i cannot understand how anyone for any reason could do that to another individual
0: oh yeah and it's and some of the stuff's crazy like and i don't want to give too much i don't know the victim names but with jeffrey dahmer i remember i worked at a special needs summer camp in wisconsin and we were riding around that one by the way They did, and see, well, I was talking to a girl, and her uncle was murdered by Jeffrey Dahmer, and that was the first time I had the thought of, oh, that's like, and you can look up things that you shouldn't necessarily be able to look up, but also how it was crazy to hear it close to home, more like, but how they, like, kind of, I don't want to say romanticize, because that's not the right word, but they make it a touristy thing, like you could go on tours and see all the places. Yeah, I
1: mean there's a buck to be made you somebody will have a tour of it
0: uh, which is insane but like i remember one time talking to my dad too and i was telling him about some it was a murder case or something and it was about a child and he went claire stop like i can't do that and i remember being like it's just a person because when you're a kid you don't recognize the difference between adulthood and children like you're all just people and um, he was like, you'll understand when you get older.
1: Isn't that a shame?
0: And and I ended up, I got older, and I think it's, at, I like, I hear that stuff, and I'm like, how could somebody do that? Do you, as a father, do you think, like, if you were into true crime when you were younger, did you think that, has your opinion on that kind of stuff changed? Mm,
1: I never really thought much of it as when I was a child. So it's more of a. And, 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 the, and a lot of that has to do with. We first moved down here. We moved down here from Baltimore,
0: Maryland. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, see,
1: that's what this is all about. L-
0: look <laughs>
1: and um, when we first got down here, I was a Yankee. Oh. We were still fighting the Civil War. You were. We moved down here in 61.
0: Oh, okay. So you've been here a hot minute. <laughs> okay. Like longer than I've been a thought.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> longer. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i won't say longer than automobiles but um, (laughs) but at any rate um i couldn't understand the whole hoopla over james meredith being admitted now keep in mind i was young i was nine maybe but i couldn't understand all the hoopla about james meredith being admitted to Mississippi. Like you didn't
0: understand why that was such a big deal I or why, no that was. why that was. A big deal. And that's something that's so interesting. I feel like the South stays stuck in a lot of things for a long time.
1: Well, I, you know, that always goes back to the question of were you born with that or did you learn
0: it? Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause you see like, I mean, little kids don't see a lot of that stuff. Like they don't, it's a lot of taught things. I remember riding around with some kids And they had some very strong political opinions. And I was like, you were 10. Do you even know what you're talking about? (laughs) And not everybody's valid to their opinion, even 10 year olds. But have you actually looked into this yourself? And I feel like I've, find that with some grownups that I come across too. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> that they're just
1: because it must be true it was on Facebook it
0: was on Facebook one of my favorite uh memes on Facebook is it's like don't believe everything you see on the internet Abraham Lincoln and it's like <laughs> ah like it's pretty goofy but yeah so I guess on the co- on the topic of kind of like children because we've mentioned that a couple times you have kids correct
1: um last I heard
0: <laughs> last I heard and you have two children
1: I have two uh, one excuse me, my daughter lives in San Francisco with her husband.
0: And she actually was a director for a show that I was in, in like sixth grade. The theater runs deep in y'all's blood, but she's how long, you know,
1: it's it's one of the shows that I did do. And we didn't mention this one. um, Diana, Howell had always wanted to do a show called the man from earth. Mm -hmm. And I got cast in that and cast, and that with me was my daughter.
0: Oh, was that fun for y'all to do a show together?
1: It was fun, but it was also, it, we did it at the, uh, I know, what's the name of that place? Uh, anyway, up on Old Canton Road. And it was an outside stage.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was cool because it was in October and it was cold.
0: Oh, look, it was it was cold to be up <laughs> yeah. there.
1: Uh, but I was in, and, and it was funny because I always said then that that was probably going to be the last show I was going to do because I was casting that show with J.C. Patterson and Richard
0: Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Who were both in the first show that I was casting. and you were like,
0: "This is a good finale." I mean,
1: it's just like, okay, I've come full circle. And also, uh, uh, Chris Roebuck was in that, and Chris was in the third show that I was cast in.
0: So, so you were, but then you were, like, stuck, you were hooked, like a drug, and you were like, I have to keep going back.
1: Well, um, I just got egged on by some people, let's
0: say. Okay, heard, heard, heard. Um, But, so, being in a show with Natalie, was that kind of like a dream for you? Well,
1: hey. you know, I, you have to try to view it as is this is the same as working with any other actor.
0: Oh, see, and my I always wanted to be in a show with my dad. And I remember trying to get it because he did theater when he was younger. And I was like, please, please, please. And he was like, I can't because of work. But that's something that I wish I would have had the opportunity to do is. And I don't know. I've also wanted to do one with my best friend Peyton as well, just because I think it would be cool to be in a show with somebody that you love a whole lot outside of that. Not that I don't love the theater people that I get to, but.
1: Well, I, I, I'm probably not the best person to give advice on this one way or the other, because where am I? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just always view that as, that's not the person I know. Ah, okay. That is a character that I am portraying relationship with in this program in this show now we're off stage that's a different story but on stage i don't see that that's claire well that kind of hurts my feelings (laughs)
0: no i'm just kidding but no what uh part did natalie play and what part
1: were you uh i can't remember the name of her character the only reason i remember the name of my own character was because of such an awful sounding name Uh, uh dr gruber
0: Dr. Groot, what was your relation to her in the play? Was she just a kid that was there or?
1: She was, nobody was related to
0: anybody. Okay, okay.
1: And, and the story, it's a it's a really interesting story um, because it's told from the perspective of one individual and it's done kind of on a fireside theater almost. Yeah. And basically... He reveals to us that, and he never says, I am, but he tells the whole story that he it makes you believe he really is God.
0: Oh, that's pretty interesting. That sounds yeah. like a show that would be. It's, it's um, very
1: intriguing. cerebral.
0: I bet that's like, I don't know. I just bet that's real cool. So does Natalie still do theater in San Francisco? She or?
1: hasn't done anything out
0: there. Doesn't uh, she do like graphic design or am I making that up?
1: No, that's exactly what she does. See? She, she does web design and,
0: and graphic web design. So her wedding pictures, I told you this when we got cast in this play, were some of the prettiest wedding pictures that I'd seen. Which that was is, a,
1: a very different wedding
0: yeah because it was the her husband is what is he again he's or isn't there like a cultural difference
1: well yeah i mean uh they're more hindu
0: Hindu, so it was a hindu ceremony but her dress was beautiful like i remember did they do two ceremonies or just one ceremony
1: we actually did two we did another one at the mississippi museum of art
0: oh okay so that was i'm sure very expensive for you
1: uh, well, you know, that's
0: part of being a dad
1: yes. <laughs> comes with the territory.
0: Look, and then Spencer, you said that he recently, he plays music, yeah. right? And what instrument does he play? <laughs>
1: Let's pick one that he doesn't. Oh. Um, it's odd because he came home from school from having been tested because then, and maybe still do the middle schools will come to elementary school yeah
0: and have you test yes
1: and they tested him and they asked how long he'd been taking music lessons and we said since never <laughs> <laughs> and so he said well he's got an incredible music aptitude and then he came home and told us that he was going to be in the band and he was going to play the tuba
0: a tuba man tuba man goes like deep every person that i know that played tuba in high school still like is like i played the tuba so is that what he ended up playing or did he play something well, that's
1: different? what he ended up playing in the band okay but then he well he with zach lovett okay uh their, their freshman year delta state and so they got a band together there uh called dandy and the lions oh that's fun
0: that's a cute name
1: and they were good. They were, they were. What did
0: he play in that band? Unless he, played he was, guitar. I was going to say, but, was he playing well, the tuba also, in the background? He, he
1: played drums. I mean, he taught himself how to do that. Um, as a dad, you have to kind of question your sanity. Let's see, you're going to come home and practice tuba. Oh, now you're going to go to drums. Great, hey, great, phenomenal. <laughs> like
0: I'm sure you, I, one of the kids that I sat started violin lessons. And I remember sitting the first time watching her. And I was like, you know, you want to be supportive. And because you have to start somewhere. But it was, I was like, I don't know how her parents are going to deal with this. And I don't think it lasted super long. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't know how long their parents could tolerate that. I mean, it's like listening to somebody torture a cat. If mm. was, I mean, but he, he proceeded then to go from the guitar. Plays bass, taught himself keyboard, and that's what he pretty much plays now.
0: Is uh, the keyboard? Yeah. I think that we need more keys players. I didn't recognize until I went to a... Sh- uh, I saw a band that had a keys player, and I was like, they need to bring these back more. Like,
1: Well, he hooked up... When he moved to Athens, he hooked up a, a bunch of guys up there. He, they had... His band... Prior to that, which was Young Valley, mm-hmm. that's what Dandy and the Lions gravitated to become Young Valley. Uh, not with all the same personnel, but two out of five. But um, they opened for this group called Future Birds. Oh, okay. And so Spencer knew them, and when he moved to Athens, that's where they were from, is Athens. And he looked up with them, and they play a lot. I do.
0: So is that the big band that he's in now? Is is that who they got the record deal?
1: Well, no. He still keeps himself independent. Okay. Uh, has his own music, and he's got one album out. Uh, working on this one, and I don't, I'm a little confused because i've tried to stay out of it because first of all i really don't know anything about the business so for <laughs> me to try to give him any advice on how to do something in that business
0: you're like i cannot so,
1: i mean it's that's uh, he's got to figure that out on his own because i'm just now i'm not gonna know how i don't know the ins and outs i don't know what all's involved but i do know he was excited that uh he's got somebody now uh paying him for this album
0: Which is, that's awesome. Yeah. uh, Speaking of, we need to have a conversation with him about getting me some background music for an intro. I think that'll
1: be a wonderful. (laughs) No,
0: like, if you'll be willing to do royalty free music, just hit me up. That'd be great.
1: I'll have to uh, check on that. He's, I don't, do you, would you want something? Does she want something vocal? Or do you really even know? Just, whatever it doesn't matter I, as long as it's royalty free i don't care
0: as long as we don't get sued that would be great and no, probably just something upbeat and fun but uh because it's chaotic but good so something probably a little chaotic maybe but but no so you've been how old are your kids again they're not at least 30 i didn't study for the
1: test um <laughs> what year is this this is 23 so that'd be 32 and Spencer will be, Natalie turned 33 in April. Spencer will turn 32 in December
0: 31st. And that's crazy because that just made me, I was like, that's not right. They're only a couple years older than me, but I'm pretty close to that age. So they are pretty close in age to me. Did you always want to be a dad?
1: Uh, I didn't know. Uh, we were We were actually married nine years before we had kids.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I think it's cool when couples like, take a little bit of time to discover themselves a little bit more. A lot
1: of time. <laughs> we took a lot of
0: time. What's your favorite thing about being a dad?
1: Uh, and
0: how has that changed from when they were younger to as they've gotten older? Thing,
1: favorite thing is watching them become what they've become.
0: Oh yeah. Have you always been like, did you kind of have like dreams and plans in place or did you just want them to always figure out who they were?
1: I didn't want to be a dictator. No. Um, in fact, I didn't, did everything i could to avoid that i was always about you tell me what you think you should do
0: oh and i think that's really cool because i think sometimes parents just put too many expectations on their kids
1: well i didn't have any neither one of mine exhibited any interest in getting into my business so i said well that's the only one I could tell you anything about any of the others you choose. You're on your own. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. So, um, I'll help you in any way that I can, but I can't tell you how to do things that I don't know anything about. How that's, was that's a waste.
0: How was co-parenting in like the time period that they were really young? Like, how did that look? Were one of y'all more strict uh, than the other. Was were you pretty
1: much, uh, the same disaster that everybody else goes through when you've got young kids like that and, and your wife works and you work and she had her own business uh, still does but um you know kids are kids yeah i can't and did
0: the, your kids get along well or did they yeah
1: they, they, they still do actually
0: that's pretty cool i we think we
1: went to uh, this past summer went up to
0: Oh, how was that? That
1: that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Okay, my son lives in Athens. My daughter lives in San Francisco. We live down here. Let's meet somewhere central. How about Portland, Uh, Maine? That's central.
0: Portland? What was your...
1: Anyway, the point of the story was they had no problem with two of them taking off on their own to go find
0: something to do. Oh, that's like, that's real sweet. I find that, you know, as you age, like if your siblings have different interests or anything like that, it can be hard to come together. So it's cool that they still have like well, a Well, and that's, that's
1: probably the one thing that I probably have been adamant of with them about is maintain that relationship with your sibling because uh, I have have had, I don't really know, a brother that was six years older than I am.
0: We have not
1: had contact since 1977,
0: maybe. Is that your only sibling that you have? Yeah. I bet that um, can be like a difficult thing to kind of navigate. Well,
1: you know, he made the choice. He was leaving.
0: And he left.
1: And he left. And, and so? we uh, stayed until, you know, <laughs> you used to have to write letters. Remember those?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, put them what? Google? mail. Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, and phone calls were horrible. Pay the long distance. Oh God. Yeah. So we didn't talk much on the phone, but we'd write letters. And finally, he sent me a letter and said, This is going to be my last. And then that was then it. That was it. That's. Yeah. But, you know, I'm within 20 miles of where I have been since 1961.
0: So if something happened, like so if he-, he
1: really wanted to find me, I would be.
0: Would you be open to that, like if he came back around,
1: or just from the standpoint of, gee, what happened?
0: Yeah, just to figure. What did out. you
1: do with your life?
0: What ha- Yeah, and is it more of a curiosity thing or more of a?
1: Well, I certainly would like to know. Uh, what did you do?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, what what is your life? What have like? you done
1: for fifty years? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is um. Is that such a reason? And you said that's why you're you insist that your children stay
1: so close. Are
0: y'all close as a family as well? Like, oh yeah.
1: You... I mean, in fact, we're that was a family trip. We're taking another one uh, next year out to La Jolla. Where? La Jolla,
0: California. California. Okay. Well, that'll be a fun like little trip. Do y'all have any weird family traditions or anything like that? Mm. <laughs>
1: Just having me as part of the family is kinda of weird. <laughs> uh, but no.
0: I don't No weird Christmas things or
1: No, in fact, um that whole thing's just kind of been blown apart now.
0: Oh, uh, with yeah. them being so far right. away.
1: And we've got no relatives here.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So are they all in Baltimore still? No,
1: we don't have any relatives.
0: Oh, oh well
1: oh, my sister okay. I mean, my wife does she's got a sister and brother
0: where do they live
1: um she lives in newcastle
0: delaware and he lives in atlanta y'all are all spread out like very far do y'all ever go to atlanta or to delaware at all
1: no no well we go to atlanta but only because it's en route to athens ah
0: okay okay do you ever stop in atlanta
1: Not if I can avoid it.
0: The traffic in Atlanta. That's
1: exactly why.
0: Golly. I had a friend driving. We were going to Atlanta and I have anxiety and they were driving the car and I had a panic attack. I was like, I cannot hang with this at all. And the Memphis drivers are insane as well. Are you a good driver?
1: Oh, that depends on who you ask.
0: Look, uh, Okay. So in other words. I
1: mean, if if you ask the police department, yeah, I'm a pretty good driver as far as I know uh, because I don't have of tickets or anything Look, can you- but i have over the years had a few altercations
0: uh it, with- elaborate
1: well um i've just uh, had some rigs.
0: oh okay i was like are these altercations with the police like do you have a fun arrest story to share with us that would be i that would be no, great
1: the, uh, i'll give you a, the best altercation i had was with a cadillac and i was on a bike
0: were you on the bike? You were on the bike. Yeah. Is that where your foot's fucked up? <laughs>
1: no, but it does have some bearing on why all, look, I'm 70 years old. Everybody I know, you got to play pickleball. You got to play pickleball. I'm not going to take a chance on my knee because I tore up my knee playing football. I tore up my knee, same knee, water skiing. And when I got hit by that car, it was head on. You, <sighs> And when I went over the front of the bike, the handbrake went up into my knee and broke off in my knee.
0: Oh no! Oh. So
1: my knee's been through a lot, and I'm not going to take a chance on. I, I figure it's get it's already on its fourth life. Maybe we need not push it.
0: Yeah, I don't think our knees have nine lives. No. Uh, I'm surprised that it had four. If we're being honest.
1: Well, I am too, and I'm not. Like I said, I'm not going to push that any further than I. Have.
0: So you don't play pickleball, but no, I don't. Do you have any other hobbies besides community theater?
1: Mm, oddly, uh, I like to write.
0: Oh, do you really? I think that that kind of goes with the creative aspect. What kind of stuff do you like to write?
1: Um, stuff that makes people
0: laugh. Oh, look, you'll have to send me because I enjoy. I really um enjoy writing. Like I didn't realize how much I and, do. And, and
1: the other thing I like is is. Reacting to people's stories that just come to you randomly.
0: Uh, like in real life or yeah. like through writing? Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why like, I enjoy doing this so much is because I wouldn't have known a lot of this about you had we not sat down. Because I think that, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, I always, like if people ask how you are, I'm like, do you want my grocery store answer or my real answer? Like everybody's going so often that it's nice to sit down and like, have a real conversation with somebody about something.
1: Well, you know, everybody's got a story. Yes. But the trick is to get them to just give it to you. I don't have enough time left in my life to ask everybody, what's your story?
0: You have, you don't know. You might live to be a hundred. I didn't know you were as old as you are. Or not, okay, hang on, that sounded a bit. I didn't know that your age was...
1: I didn't know you could count that high.
0: I didn't know.
1: <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, but see, my, my father died when he was 50, and his father died when he was like 66, mm-hmm. and my mother's father died, oh, God, I wouldn't, but five or six years old.
0: Oh, okay. So...
1: Males are not exactly noted for longevity. For,
0: well, because y'all are dumb sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but how, are. how was it passing the age that your father was? Was that a weird?
1: Um, no, I, that, that didn't surprise me too much mm-hmm. because, and I didn't know this until much later in life, but um, my mother told me that uh, when they were in, they were stationed at Puerto Rico during World War II. He was a pilot. Oh,
0: that's interesting. And
1: he did a lot of time in the Philippines. Okay. got malaria.
0: Oh.
1: And would not let anybody know that he was sick. Because if he knew that if they found out he was sick, they'd take him off the pilot seat.
0: And he did not want that. No, was that like his to- passion was... Planes and flying. Well,
1: I don't know if it was his passion or if he just said, "This is my job," and I'm going to do it. Finally, he was so sick; we, you know, they had to take him off the plane. And uh, but she believes, and I don't know if there's any truth to this. So, don't anybody talk to me about. Hey, can you talk to a doctor about this? Mm-hmm. She said that that damaged his immune system so badly mm-hmm. that. When later on he started getting infections and things that he just couldn't fight them anymore.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Is so, your your mother's past as well?
1: Yeah, she she made it to eighty two.
0: Oh, that's a long time. Did so, she? Was it just did anything happen,
1: or was it just older age? Um, she had a stroke, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I found her on the floor on Christmas Day. Oh,
0: uh, how? I'm sorry that you had yeah. to experience that.
1: Well, there were hints because she was living alone in, in the orchard. It wasn't alone
0: alone. Yeah. But,
1: <clears throat> but she was independent living.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I went to pick her up that morning, I noticed her newspaper was up front and I said, that's not good. That Yeah. So, uh, and plus I called a to tell her i was on my way and she didn't answer the phone so i had a couple of hints yeah before i got there
0: were you close to your mother growing up as well
1: mother was
0: did you call her mother or did you call her like mom mother mother that's very like very proper was she prop like
1: uh no 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 she she didn't demand that but i just Mother, what I thought was appropriate, yeah.
0: So, but But, but
1: (laughs) yes, she started when I was or when she was giving birth Mm -hmm. for me. We were this was set the scene. This was in John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, and it's during the baseball all stars game, Mm -hmm. and this is 1953 televisions a very very new thing. Mm-hmm. She had a television in her hospital room. I was probably the safest birth in that entire building because all the doctors were in there watching the game.
0: It all works out. <laughs> like it worked out. That's probably why your knee has so many lives.
1: Cuz Well, I mean, <laughs> it, I I I could he- I remember hearing all this clamor I mean, i had all these guys in there yelling and watching the All Star Game. That's what they did, and you know that was television. You couldn't just find them everywhere; mm-hmm. you could just pick right up phone phone. So, um, and every once in a while they check in on me, and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Okay, he's still in there, um, <laughs> and and I was fine. You know, I was just happy to be in my little romper womb.
0: But you you remember like the sounds of being born.
1: I remember a lot of commotion coming out.
0: That's great. Were. Like, is I assume that's your earliest memory because it's one of your first.
1: Well, yeah, but then I've got a huge gap in between there and say the time I was sixty-five. I don't. Know what uh, it was.
0: <laughs> It's just disassociated <laughs> yeah, yeah. for all of it. I
1: don't know what happened to all that. But, Have, uh,
0: like, but do you recall your childhood? Because you know, some people can recall their childhood, and other people cannot.
1: Oh, like, you know I- that that's a strange thing. Somebody asked me about that the other day, and I can remember the floor plan of every home I've ever lived in. I can tell you, I can walk you through the entire house.
0: That's crazy. So you, you guys moved a lot,
1: I assume? No, not really. Um, uh, we lived in what, what's called Towson, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. To Jackson, mm-hmm. and we had one house in Jackson. Moved to the second house, it wasn't long after that that my father died, and then we had to move because my mother couldn't pay the mortgage mm-hmm. uh, without him. Um, so we lived in an apartment, of, uh, and then she got remarried after I got sent to my unfortunate incarceration of Chamberlain Hunt Academy, uh-huh. which was a military academy back then. Yeah, now it's defunct. But, uh, <laughs> And (laughs) the idea was that my mother felt like I needed some male supervision. And you got to remember the Vietnam war was full scale then. And the one thing that you could do to avoid the draft is if you didn't graduate from high school, they couldn't take you. Mm. So here I was at the ripe old age of 17 Mm-hmm. Hanging around with guys that are 21 years old that should have been out of college. I mean, out of high school a long time ago, but they knew full well once they got that diploma. They were going to beautiful downtown Southeast
0: Asia. So look at that. That was, I mean, not, I mean, depends on your views and everything, but I mean, I wouldn't have thought that far ahead to be like, well, I'll just keep flunking until.
1: Well, (laughs) I'm not sure this was a conscious decision.
0: Oh, okay. So some of them were (laughs) just.
1: These guys were, I mean, some of them were seriously dangerous.
0: They were. uh... I mean,
1: like it was their reform school, but that's what the school was there for. I mean theoretically anyway, is to try to redeem these kids uh, or maybe prepare them for military. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I just know that it was um, not a place I wanted to stay very long. And so I, 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 I did my one year and I said, okay.
0: I'm done. I'm done. You've lived a lot of life, though. Like, it sounds like even from just talking to you for this little bit of time, like, have you been satisfied with your life overall?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know of anybody else's I would have wanted to
0: live. Well, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, when we met each other in the car, you were like, life's pretty good, like better than I deserve. Or you said something well, along those it, lines. It,
1: uh, sure, there's, there's been lots of times when you said, oh, jeez, this is killing me. Yeah, uh, And I still have days like that. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. But um, when I look at it now, I say, given what I've done with my life, I should be thrilled that I'm even here, oh, yeah. let alone here, reasonably healthy.
0: No, you're and, Yeah, you seem pretty healthy.
1: So I got, and, and plus I know so many people who have had unfortunate circumstances in their life. And uh, I, and sometimes I do just get somewhat of a guilt complex. Like he was such a nice guy. Why would that happen to him?
0: Yeah, I like to think that there's all some sort of reason behind it, and we'll figure it out one day. Well,
1: I'm pretty sure God didn't ask my opinion on it one way or the other. Look,
0: yeah, we're just we're just floating around, waiting for I don't know. I think getting the answers will be really cool. But what is like, um, one of the most beautiful things about life, in your opinion?
1: Um, well, there's only one thing that's really the key, as far as I'm concerned, and that is the ability can't if you can't love people and uh, appreciate them for who they are um then you're not serving any useful purpose
0: here absolutely i also like i'm really weird about spirit numbers and stuff and i got kind of goosebumps because as soon as you said that it was three one two and they don't have to be in order but like one two three is kind of my thing and when you said that so i took that as like my good luck for the day like i like that that uh Concept or that idea that, like, loving is one of the most beautiful things. Well, I've, I've just
1: never seen hate solve anything.
0: Yeah, it never, ever does, and the world can be so hateful, so I appreciate, like, getting to talk love with you and life. If there was any big piece of advice that you could give younger people or just anybody in the world, like, if we were getting ready to close up.
1: Um. You mean the world or just the show?
0: Or just I mean, who knows? This could go worldwide. Who knows? Who knows? No.
1: When you said close up, I was like the world. Like, no. like, okay, you got five minutes. The planet's going to blow up. Look. Okay. Um, no, I think that the the only thing that I could really offer is that I think family is important now there's a problem there is that just because their family doesn't necessarily mean they're good people. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of hard for me to say it's your father. You should respect. Well, yeah, but if he's an alcoholic and he beats you, then it's going to be kind of hard for you to love. Yeah, that. absolutely. Uh, so I, I understand that, but I think the hardest thing in the world for me is talking to people who had a, disagreement or an argument or said words that they wish they could take back and they happen to be the last words they were able to say that oh personally. yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so uh, i always try to tell people when you leave somebody leave them with something you would want them to remember not something that you would regret having left them Oh. that's that's a that's just, that would be a hard thing to carry
0: oh absolutely and that's such a good piece of advice because we can all get so wrapped up in our own chaos and everything that's going on that we forget what an impact we're making on other <laughs> oh, people i mean
1: <laughs> the old five five rule uh does it make any difference five minutes from now does it make any difference five years from now i
0: haven't heard that before i've never heard that that's a good way to like well, and if, that
1: puts if it. the answer to both of those is no, then you need to just drop it, whatever it is. Just drop
0: it. And I think, so, life advice is use kind words, family's important, and and keep, be yeah, mindful. Well,
1: always, always remember that no matter what you're going through, there's somebody's going through something worse.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And so don't, even just to go to a convenience store, that's a person. They have problems. They have life. Oh yeah. Don't take it out on them if they don't have your particular brand of beer or cigarettes or whatever it might happen to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, I don't know, it's just so crazy how again, we can get wrapped up in ourselves and how I just really appreciate that life advice because I think it's something, especially in a social media world where we like focus on ourselves, (laughs) but like, to, to be mindful of other people and respect and understand that we're all going through something. But, yeah, Wayne, it has been absolutely phenomenal having you here today. Like, I really appreciated getting to know you more. You seem incredibly enlightened with everything. And so just thank you for being here. It's been awesome.
1: Well, thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, and maybe, maybe we can do this again sometime. Maybe we'll get to be on stage together.
1: Well, that's a possibility.
0: Yes, but with the chaos of life, I'm about to run to my retail job because life doesn't quit for podcasts but yeah thanks so much for being here and this was chaotic but good and I'll see you guys next week with an intro song.
1: (laughs) Cue outro music.